Hey, great friends. What's up? Today is Thursday. It is January 11th, and we're just getting rolling. And what a crazy day we have ahead of us. I mean, it is truly remarkable what has happened in the coaching, and I mean the upper echelon of coaching in the NFL and college football in the last 24 hours. We'll get to all those stories coming up, so stay with us. All right, listen, um, let's start off today by talking about 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. You see 7 Mile Casino right there. It's not moving. You see it right there now, too. If you want to play blackjack and poker and table games and watch all the games this weekend and have amazing food in a smoke-free environment at the most convenient location, that's 7 Mile Casino. Just seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, right off Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. You're going to get down there or up there, and you're going to go, oh, my God, I've never been here before. This place is amazing. It's clean. It smells great. The food is amazing. The bar is incredible. And the location, you're going to look at the Bay of, of Chula Vista in downtown San Diego, and you're going to go, why have I never been here before? When you go, have fun. Good luck. Enjoy. You're a winner at Seven Mile Casino. And if you have any problems with gambling, because this is supposed to be fun, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of gambling. Um, I mentioned to you that I've been ice cold on prize picks. So I took a hundred dollars at the beginning of the football season. And then when you make your first deposit on prize picks, they match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. So I took a hundred bucks at the beginning of the football season. They gave me a hundred dollars. I had $200 to play with. I have won over $800 of plays on prize picks, but I only have $57 left in my account. Plus the $10 they just gave me for promotional money. That's 67 bucks. I plan on turning my $67 this weekend with NFL playoffs. I plan on getting it back up over the 200. I'm even following guys now on Twitter who are supposed to be prize picks experts or handicappers or certainly people who put a lot more research into it than I do. So if you have your picks for prize picks, hit me up with them. Send them to me on Twitter. Hit me up on email. For those of you that can reach me on text, do that. I don't care, man, because I'm ice cold and I need your help. If you've not started playing prize picks yet, join the 7 million plus of us worldwide that are playing and get in the game for this weekend for the NFL playoffs. Do it now. Make that first deposit. They match it 100% up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Use that code great friends or right here. Use that QR code and it'll take you right there to prize picks. Okay, let me mention these guys right here. AG1. So uh, today is my day four. Day four of my Athletic Greens Challenge. In fact, Alex, we should get Browner to build us a QR code so that people can go directly to our page. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. If you go to Starbucks every day and buy a cup of coffee, you're going to spend $5 a day on a cup of coffee. This is less than a cup of coffee every day. You're going to get a subscription where they're going to send it to you every month, and you're going to take it every day. They send you a bottle, you shake it up, you slug it down, and all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, things that you're supposed to get from your food that you don't, it's all right there in the AG1. Join me on my 30-day challenge. Today is day four. Get your subscription now, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Speaking of greens, how about our people at Tory Holistics and California Holistics? Very, very simple. Use our promo code BETTERBUD. That's it. You can use the QR code, and you can order at home. They'll deliver it. It's no problem. But use that QR code uh, and that, that code right there, Better Bud. You'll save 20% when you spend $75 or more at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. What great partners Tory and California have been. And just lastly, let me mention my guy, Gary Cooper. 858-376-1299. You want to buy a house. You think homeownership is impossible in Southern California. It is possible. There are programs. You should talk to the expert. Talk to Gary Cooper. 858-376-1299. Let's start the show. 
great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew just taken to the airwaves. Radio listeners on 1090 all throughout Southern California. Television viewers with our home base, San Diego, Channel 4 San Diego, and all throughout Southern California on the California Your View Network with Cox. To our worldwide audience on YouTube and everybody listening on audio podcast, wherever you may be, whenever you're listening. Man, what a day we have ahead of us as we broadcast to you today and podcast to you today from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Fellas, I got to just jump right in and say that what has happened in the last 24 hours is like an absolutely seismic shift in the world of football coaching. And I say football because two of the biggest moves in the NFL and then one of the biggest moves in college football. And what I find so fascinating about what happened yesterday. While we were podcasting yesterday, the Pete Carroll news came out. When we were long done, the Nick Saban news came out. And this morning at about 6 a.m., I opened my email and I read an article from The Athletic talking about Bill Belichick being out in New England. And man, what an article it was in The Athletic talking about how when Tom Brady in his last year with the Patriots, the Patriots were 8-0. And Brady was going to Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, and saying, I'm the most miserable 8-0 quarterback in the history of the NFL because Belichick was making him nuts. Like, Belichick would just never give Brady, according to this report, um, not even like a little ounce of an attaboy. Nothing, you know? Like, it was this constant beatdown. And the article went on to say how Belichick disrespected and mistreated his ownership. Um, wouldn't even look at Bob Kraft in the hallways of the Patriots facilities. Like it, it's so hard to believe that he was so great for so long when he was being such a dick to everybody, but neither here nor there. Think about this 72 year old Pete Carroll out with the Seahawks, 71 year old Bill Belichick out with the Patriots and 72 year old Nick Saban resigns from Alabama in one day. In, this didn't happen a week and next week and one a week. In one day, three guys who are some of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport, all 70-plus years old, all out in one day. I cannot remember a day anything like the news that's happened in the last 24 hours. Grande, brown man, good afternoon. Crazy. What do you say? Yeah, now it's the coach's turn. We went through it with quarterbacks, and now it's the coach's turn. You know, we got the the passing of the guard to say, you know, when it was the the Peyton Manning, Drew Breeses, Tom Brady's, Ben Roethlisberger's of the world are gone. And now we're looking at, you know, the new era, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and now with the coaches. I don't know if they're done coaching, but I think Belichick and Pete Carroll – are that caliber of coach, right? When you when you compare them to quarterbacks, it's those guys at the top, and now they move on. Um, I think Belichick will be coaching next year. Pete Carroll, I don't really know. But, um, yeah, it's really fascinating, and I think the Saban thing doesn't surprise me at all, uh, like not even a little bit. The, the the times have changed. And Alabama, they're, for the football program, they're, a, they're just a constant bank account that gets refreshed, 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 refreshed. But I think the times have changed so much in college football. You're starting to see guys that will adapt and guys that will just go away. And Saban was probably over the whole pay-for-play thing, even though it's called NIL. So crazy day yesterday, but none of it surprising except Pete Carroll. That was the one that that was the only one that really surprised me, to be honest with you. 
Very, very yeah, surprised I, about that. As times change, it's funny how certain people don't want to do it anymore. Like as as great as Dick Saban was as a coach, it always felt like he had the upper hand, whether it be recruiting or, or in some way, shape, or form. He always had better players than everybody else. When even though he was still great, when the tables got even, he wasn't as good all of a sudden. He was still a good coach, but him having more players than everybody else. Once that wasn't the situation anymore, he started complaining a lot. Now that doesn't take away the fact that he won all these titles and that he is probably the greatest college football coach of all time. But as the times change, as Alex said, he didn't want to change. And because he didn't want to change, things caught up to him. And then he got passed up. And so he did the right thing. Bill Belichick, I don't know if there's going to be as many suitors as people think. That style of coaching doesn't necessarily work anymore. Whether he wants to you know, change his tune, I doubt it. I doubt you see him show up with one of these Andy Reid shirts all of a sudden. But he's not the type of person that's going to you know, turn around his, his, his act and his style just because he's on another team. The only person of those three, because I think Saban's done, not done as in he's not good anymore, but done as in he's tired. He's tired, man. Go play with your grandkids. I think Pete Carroll has a, a far better shot of being a coach again than, than Bill Belichick has because Bill Belichick is seen as a person who's so stuck in his ways. If you bring that in your building, what the Patriots look like this year, there's a very good chance that's what your team's going to look like. And that offense was horrible. And this is an offensively driven league. The Patriots' defense was good last year. They couldn't score, period. And wherever he goes, Josh McDaniels is going to be the offensive coordinator. So how'd they do with him and Mac Jones? So I, I see Pete Carroll as a more viable option than I do uh, 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 Bill Belichick, even though all three of these men have had unbelievable careers. Pete Carroll done it at both levels. Bill Belichick's, you know, time with Tom Brady helped him elevate himself. And we all know what Nick Saban's done. But at the end of the day, if you ask me who's going to keep coaching, my vote is for Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I know that you guys share, share a, a popular opinion, which is that, you know, the times of college football have changed. And, yes. you know, Nick Saban was one of the first guys to complain about NIL. And I remember the, the like, I, I don't know if it was a press conference or it was more just like a community roundtable discussion. Remember when Nick Saban called out Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M yep. and was saying yep. that Texas A&M was buying their players? Um, the times have changed in college football. But I will just say this, where I'm, I'm going to disagree with a lot of people who feel the way you guys do, which is that the times change and he can't, he can't keep up or he's been passed by or other teams have caught up to him. I mean, look, here's the thing I'll say about Alabama. They were still one of the top programs when it came to recruiting. They were mm -hmm. still getting some of the, you know, when, when you look at these like ESPN lists of top 300 high school recruits in the country, Alabama was still top three, four, five every year in recruiting. Alabama was not in a shortage of money for sure, right? I mean, they're not like San Diego State where they're just trying to piece it together. Um, Alabama has plenty of money, has got plenty of financial support and can play in those deep waters with anybody. Uh, and don't forget Alabama was like this close, and I'm holding up my finger for those of you on radio, like an inch apart. They, Alabama was this close to beating Michigan. 
You know, they beat Georgia, yeah. the two-time defending national champion, and Alabama got into the playoff. It's not as if Alabama went from where the Patriots were six-time Super Bowl champions, made one playoff appearance with Belichick in the post-Brady era, and have trended downward and downward and downward. Alabama was still very much amongst the top four or five programs and teams in college football. But I, I got to say, like, even though Saban had just recently signed a long-term contract extension, coaches sign those extensions so that they can keep on recruiting so that players know that they're going to be there. Because what you've already seen is, is that some of the top players that have committed to Alabama have already changed their commitment. It makes me wonder, you guys will get a kick out of this, it makes me wonder what this kid from Carlsbad is thinking. You know, this, this kid, Julian Sayan, who's the top quarterback mm -hmm. in the country, who's committed to Alabama, did you commit to Alabama? because you wanted to play at Alabama or did you commit to Alabama? Cause you wanted to play for Nick Saban. Cause he's going to bring in the best talent from around the country. And you're literally going to have a chance to play for a national championship your entire yep. career, you know? Yep. And, and I, and I wonder what um, I, I do wonder what Saban's real motivation is. is. Is Saban, as you guys think so tired of the changing rules and the NIL and everybody else can do what people have suspected us of doing for all these years. And Michigan is caught up and Georgia has certainly caught playing up. Et field cetera, is definitely et even the playing field is yeah. even, I, yeah, I think that's the only thing, but the, I, I just, I don't think it's past him. And I don't know. I don't think I said that. What I think is I don't think he wants to deal with it anymore. Like, I just don't think like the, the constant chase because of the transfer portal, the constant chase, like, I could have this guy this year. That don't mean I'm going to have him next year. Right. You know, like, like mm -hmm. that's just, that's the, that's what I mean. I just think it's such, and you know, the age might have something to do with it, or it could be everything. You put the transfer portal, NIL, his age, and oh, look, I already am going to go sit at a desk on college game day and probably take over for Lee Corso. Mm -hmm. So I, they don't, and I'm not saying Saban's going to put the heads on. They already got McAfee for that wild stuff, but Saban is going to easily slot into game day. He already does anyways when yeah. he doesn't make the national championship. So yeah. I just think that there's a lot of combinations. He's made a ton of freaking money. Yeah, it's I'm, not I, about I, the I money. Awesome. But I do no, agree I, with you. I do agree with you. The NIL stuff is not, to me, primary. But I do think the transfer portal, and I know a lot of people think the transfer portal is great and college football free agency is awesome. I don't, and I'm maybe it's just because I'm old school and I think Saban probably is also. <laughs> But I think that that your point is right on that every single year you go out, you recruit the best high school talent. The kids come in. It used to be, hey, kid, listen, we're going to get you bigger. We're going to get you stronger. We're going to teach you our system. And in your last two to three years, you're going to have a real chance. Now, if you're not an immediate starter and by the way, if we don't kiss your ass, you're taken off. And I look at this kid as an example. I'll give you one guy who I think is like the the poster boy of this entire thing. This kid, Malachi Nelson, Los Alamitos High School, top high school quarterback in the country, goes to USC, fully expects that as soon as Caleb Williams leaves for the NFL, he's anointed, he's handed the starting quarterback job. They, they practiced with him all year. Clearly, they didn't think he was as good as his high school reputation was. What does Malachi Nelson do? Because he needs to find a place to play. He leaves to go to Boise State. He didn't go from USC to, you know, um, uh, Oregon. He went from USC down to Boise State. And here's what's going to happen to this kid. I'm sure of it. He's going to go to Boise State. He's either going to be really good, start, mm. put up numbers. And once he's good, 
what happens to the future of that kid? What do you guys think? To me, transfer. He, he, he's right. He transfers. He goes from, I went from USC, I went down to Boise State, and now I'm going up. You know, and, and that's just it. And, and I could imagine at 72 years old, with all the money that Saban's made, and with all of the, like you say, Alex, the, what, what is probably waiting for him on the other side, which is a very cushy, very high paid, uh, fun media job at ESPN. I could see where Saban's like, you know what, man? Six national championships at Alabama, seven overall in my career. You know what? I think I'm good. You, you know, you know, you you say two things. You say fun and Nick Saban in the same sentence. Man, it didn't match to me. It's so funny when you say he's gonna go on ESPN and have fun, and I was like, no, he won't. But I'm like, but you, but you do see him. Well. But you do see because I don't McAfee. know him. Right, right. You see him on having McAfee a good time. Day. Yeah, having yeah. a good time. Two. Look, I disagree with you from this standpoint. Mm. For once, on a college level, players have a say. For a very long time, these, as far as basketball goes, because I know more about basketball in this situation than I do football. In basketball, these are one of your scholarships. Now, I hate to break it to people. You get a scholarship. They're not four-year scholarships. They're one-year scholarships. because They can drop you whenever they choose to do so. Now, Good coaches, Fisher, good coaches, Dutcher, when they commit to a kid, they've committed to a kid. But there are coaches out there who will look at a kid who you had out of high school and he don't pan out after a year and you just don't like him. Hey, look, we're not going to renew your scholarship because we got this blue chip kid coming in and we like him more. So now you cut. So the fact that these that the kids now have a way of if they're not satisfied with their experience, they have an opportunity to transfer. Now, does that build character? No. But part of it is finding the best place for you as an athlete to grow. And if you can't grow at a place that you're at, you shouldn't be stuck there. And you shouldn't be forced to sit with, because you want to go somewhere else because the coach can go somewhere else tomorrow. And there's all, no penalty on him. All, all and so down. for me, I'm I, I'm happy that the transfer perp, the transfer portal is working in a way it's working because it's giving everybody a fair shot at the opportunity to be successful at a place that you're comfortable with and where you feel like you belong. So I I, I just I just disagree with the fact that no, and maybe I, I it is you. different styles. No, I hear you. It's valid. I mean, listen, I just because you commit to a school doesn't mean you have to be locked in for the next four or five years. Um, what I but it I'm used to be that way. Well, kind of. I mean, like when I was playing college football, if you wanted to transfer, you had to sit out a year. You know, is that mm -hmm. fair? Not necessarily. No, especially when coaches could come and go as they chose to. Um, I just guess what I'm saying is this this free for all, this wide open free agency has I'm going to guess has sort of worn on an old school guy like Saban. But yeah. isn't it amazing, though? Saban and Belichick are always connected, right? Like they've always been, everybody goes, well, Saban and Belichick, those guys coached together way back when, I don't know if it was at army or wherever, but there, there's a relationship there. The fact that Saban resigned yesterday and, and Belichick is out today. Pete Carroll has no like real connection to them other than maybe, you know, one time he coached for They're a short old. period of time in new England, but yeah, three guys, 70 plus years old in one day. All are gone. It's it, it really is an end of an era. Alex, put, put it up on the screen. Let's take a quick look at all three of these guys. And and by the way, yesterday when the Pete Carroll news came out, I know my first reaction was, if I were the Chargers, I would do 
everything I could do to try and get on the radar of L.A. sports fans by utilizing Pete Carroll's local notoriety. Um, I don't know that the Chargers will. I don't know that they can. I don't know that Pete Carroll would work for them. Listen, I don't think Bill Belichick would work for them because I don't think the Chargers would give up control the way Robert Kraft was willing to give up control. And the money. And I just don't think, I don't think that the Chargers ownership would be like, hey, Bill Belichick is sort of a creep. He's kind of a dick. He's going to be rude to everybody. And you know what? Um, he's going to be rude to us, just like he was to Robert Kraft. He's not going to respect us. We can't have that. Their egos are too big, I don't think. Um, I don't think they could handle Belichick. But Pete Carroll's a different character. You know, Pete Carroll is a whole different sort of personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, All I say is this about the Chargers, and, and I, I mean this with complete sincerity. No, no hate in my heart at all. This is an objective observer. This is the worst thing that could have happened to them because if they don't land one of these name coaches they don't win they don't win it doesn't matter who they get if they don't get a harbaugh if they don't get a carroll if they don't get a belichick in their fans eyes they did not do the right thing yeah yeah browner i'm with you belichick i would be out on belichick because remember yesterday we were having the conversation if you think you're this close Pete Carroll could probably help you right away. Bill Belichick, yes. I don't believe, can help you win immediately. Um, I and think he's, that supposedly he, he's already favored in uh, Atlanta. Bill Belichick, the the aura oh! of Belichick, in my opinion, the aura has been significantly damaged. By the way, here's one thing I would do if I were Robert Kraft. You know who I'd hire as head coach? Mike Ooh. Vrabel. Not Mike Vrabel. Not me. No. Oh. No. If I if I were him. If I were him, I hired Ben Johnson because we need we need an offensive look. We need a different kind of energy. We need a different kind of air in this building. No, uh, you know who I'd hire if I were uh, if I were Robert Kraft for head coach? Who? Tom Brady. Yeah, he don't want that job. Maybe, bruh. Maybe. He's on, about to hey, get paid. Talk about cush jobs. He's about to go get cush and Fox, dude. Yeah. Well, hey, co- hey, I'll tell you what, Bob. Um, I will come in. I will Brady this thing. I will and do build what? a staff. I will build a staff, and I will be. Listen, we talked about it when San Diego State was trying to figure out their head coaching job. Like, could you find somebody that is a CEO that delegates? Tom Brady, the top of the food chain, New England Patriots. You guys may think I'm crazy. I'm usually yes. alone on on a lot of my predictions and a lot you of my. You think opinions. he got? You, wait a minute. You Dude, think he you got that? that Tom Brady me? is a superstar. I, he is an icon. Dude, he as a as a player, yeah. you're not going to go and you sit know, in a dark room and watch tape. Hour upon hour upon hour, this one in his life. There's so certain guys don't understand. There's certain guys that should never do that. Derek Jeter was one of them. He did it. He failed miserably. Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. Michael Derek Jordan. Jeter did not manage. Derek Jeter went into a front office. No, you're talking about Michael a CEO. You're talking office. about a CEO role. No, I'm talking about That's head coach. Even worse. Why would God, I do that to myself? That's way worse. Why would I do that to way myself? Way worse. Yeah. Right. Hey, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm Robert Kraft, if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm calling Tom Brady. I'm going Tommy, Tommy boy. Come no, on home. If I'm maybe. Robert Kraft, I'm like, hey, you see what will you see what the commanders just did with this Myers guy from the Warriors? You want in on like a little advisory role? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Right. But like uh, all day. Yeah. Let's hey, zoom no, this thing. Tom Brady wearing crazy. a headset. No, thank you. Yeah. What's Peyton wrong with Manny, you? Payne Manny, yeah. the same thing. He's like, why would I do that? Well, why would right. I do that? There, I, there, I look, there is I, no negativity surrounding my my legacy is cemented. Why would I why would I want to, yeah. Bill Belichick should have left the Patriots with Tom Brady left and should they, have and he should, should have. have 
but look at that legacy. It's tarnished now. Oh, I don't know. Tarnished I, in a big outside way. of New England, it is tarnished. It was yeah, but without Brady, he didn't do anything, did he? Uh, that's the uh, certainly the way I right. feel about and it. And if I'm Tom, if I'm Don Yee, I don't even let Tom Brady answer the phone from Robert Kraft for the next at month. all. Yeah, at <laughs> all. Let me ask you guys this. Well, actually, I'll, I'll ask in the next segment. How do these three guys in these three jobs, the Patriots, the Seahawks, and Alabama, does this impact the conversation we've been having earlier this week about Jim Harbaugh? Contemplate that for a moment. Hey, listen, we are in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. As you're thinking about where you're going to watch the playoff games this weekend, think about 7 Mile Casino. TV's everywhere, blackjack, poker, and other table games, amazing food, incredible location, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, and a smoke-free environment. Seven Mile Casino. Think about that Harbaugh thing coming right back. Hey, great friends. What's happening? This is Kaplan and crew. Grande and the Brown Man are in the house. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us, we've been talking about the biggest story going in sports right now. The end of the era. It's an incredible 24 hours. It started yesterday in the middle of our podcast when we were talking about how Pete Carroll was done in Seattle. And we'll hear from Pete Carroll here in just a second. Then um, later in the day yesterday, the news of Nick Saban resigning. And I, I, I'm actually shocked that a guy like Saban um, wouldn't think to himself, hey, this Pete Carroll story happened today, Wednesday. I'm going to wait this out a day or two. I'm going to give this a little bit of time to breathe. But instead, Saban made his announcement yesterday that he's resigning from Alabama, which opens up probably one of the most attractive college football opportunities in who knows how long. And then lastly, this morning, I'm talking like 6 a.m. I opened my email this morning to read an athletic article that talked about how, uh, how, how Bill Belichick was out in New England, which I don't think is a major shock. In fact, of the three of these uh, announcements, I would say Belichick is not a really big surprise. Saban, to me, catches me completely off guard, to be honest. And the Pete Carroll thing is just totally shocking. But it is really an end of an era. So, Alex, for those for, who are watching on YouTube and on yeah. television, throw this up on the screen, what it looks like with these three guys and what these three 70-plus-year-old coaches have accomplished in their career. Let's go for it. Uh, it's a lot of stuff to read, man. <laughs> like, cause it is so much <laughs> success on yeah. one screen. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll start off with Pete Carroll, uh, two-time national champion, regardless if the banners hung or not at USC, 97 and 19, four Rose Bowl victories. Uh, in Seattle, he went 137, 889 and one, one Super Bowl, two Super Bowl appearances, uh, 11, 11 postseason overall NFL record in his previous stops, uh, 170, 120 and one. I would say amazing career but nowhere near what I'm about to read. Uh, Bill Belichick in the, with New England, 266 and 121, six-time Super Bowl champion, 17 division titles, nine conference championship appearances, 31 playoff wins, three-time coach of the year, overall NFL record of 302 and 165. And by the way, that's an important number at the end, the 302 wins, because Belichick is 15 wins shy of being the all-time winningest coach in NFL history behind Don Shula and Don Shula. I'd have to go back and look how many years he was a head coach between the Colts and the dolphins, mm -hmm. but Belichick, I, I wonder does Belichick want to keep coaching because Belichick has nothing else in his life and football is everything to him. Or does Belichick want to keep coaching 
because he's obsessed with, I want to be statistically the greatest coach of all time. Because let me tell you something, to get to 15 wins, just to use the Chargers as an example, um, if the Chargers improved drastically because Bill Belichick was their head coach, it'll still take them at minimum, minimum two seasons, at least two seasons to become the all-time winningest coach. So He's got it. At 71 years old, man, and I'm not saying 71 is even that old. Seriously, it's not. I mean, I got buddies of mine that are 81 years old that are still working, um, still hustling, and uh, and still loving every minute of it. And I could understand why Belichick would still want to do it. I just look at it like this. If I were 71 or 72, if 20 years from now in my life, I had $50 million in the bank, I and I, I was still passionate about it, but I, I didn't need to do it like this anymore. Like. I just I, I'm so blown away by how these guys. His brother, just he's been a, go. he's been a coach in the NFL for 49 straight seasons. Incredible. That's, that's longer than I've been bro, alive. Bro. I would have I would have bought some land, and you would never would have seen me again 20 years ago. You know, a buddy of mine who is a college coach of mine, his name is Scott O'Brien, and he was the special teams coordinator for the Patriots, and probably won. I'm going to take a guess here, three or four Super Bowls with the Patriots, and at you know, probably like in his fifties, um, checked out. He was like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to Wisconsin. I'm (laughs) going to go fishing and I'm going to live the rest of my life happily ever after. And I'll bet you that in his career for, let's just say 10 years that he coached on Belichick staff, let's say he made a million dollars a year, you know, and I'm not talking about 15 million a year. I'm not talking about generational wealth. I'm just talking about making a lot of money as an assistant coach. That guy checked out. And I, I just wonder, and like my buddy Van Pelt, we've talked about this many times. He's like, I would like to be retired by this age and I'd like to live the rest of my life. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, you're a football lifer. You'll coach as long as you can coach. Cause there are so many coaches on his staff that are guys that are way older than him that have already been head coaches that make a lot more money. He's like, those guys can't check out. I will be able to do that. I wonder if, and we'll get to, obviously we'll get to Nick Saban. I wonder if like, this is the last time we'll see 72 year olds coach in the NFL. Like does Andy Reed got seven more seasons in him? Mm. Like that feels like a stretch to me. Mm. Who else can and you think of that is that you would I'm looking looking at the like list right now. Coach. Yeah. I'm looking at the list right now. I knew Andy Reed was up there, but he is behind those these two. Andy Reed's five. Andy Mike Reed's, Tomlin's probably fifty something. Yeah. This is a my mind is blown right now. John Harbaugh's sixty one. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I could buy that. Uh Mike McCarthy 60. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is 60. Sean Payne 59. Doug Peterson 55. Are they, they oh no, Mike Tomlin's 51. Yeah. Matt Eberflus oh, wow. 53. Matt Eberflus, you got an old ass coach, Browner. Mm-hmm. So see what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's maybe Andy Reid's got seven more years. Maybe. I don't think so personally. Is John Harbaugh gonna coach 12 more years? No, I think the days of seven-year-old coaches, unless these two guys get jobs, they're long gone. Sean McVay, he ain't gonna make it to fifty. He barely made it to where he is now. Kevin yeah. O'Connell is not gonna make it to sixty. You think Kevin O'Connell's gonna be a head coach somewhere in the NFL for twenty some more years? So I think I think the two older guys, I think Andy Reid and I think John Harbaugh. I think John Harbaugh will be at shorter because Lamar Jackson won't make it that long. I think Andy Reid will be around as long as Patrick Mahomes will allow it. And so they seem to have a very good relationship from what I've seen. And I mean, Patch Mahomes got him in commercials. So Andy living right now, you know, he getting more than that Chucky soup money like he used to from Donovan McNabb. So I would say that relationship is tight. 
And if Mahomes got a 10-year deal, Andy got a 10-year deal. I know you guys so make fun of me when we had these conversations in years past about Sean McVay and how he's a millennial and millennials don't work as yeah, hard as Gen he, X. He I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro, we ain't seeing this anymore with us. When I mean us, like us, the millennials, dude, Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell, name your young coach. We ain't making it to 65 as an NFL coach. I yeah. will, And listen, that's a 30-year-old take from now, but write it down, freezing cold things. Well, it ain't well, happening no you, more. You, wait, are you saying no head coaching or are you just saying coaching at all? Head coaching. Yo, okay, there's going to be there's gonna here's be a why. here and there. Yeah, because yeah. here's why. I'll give you an example. Um, You know, like, like John Fox, for example. Mm -hmm. John Fox was the coach of the Carolina Panthers. He was the coach of the Denver Broncos, and then he coached Browners Bears, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. John Fox left coaching to go work at ESPN that you, you may recall. It was a short period of time. Do you know where John Fox is now? Illinois? No, he's like a um, – he's he, <laughs> did, That's Lovey Smith, right? <laughs> yeah, he, I, was, I believe yeah, – you, could, you yeah. could look this up real quick. But I believe that John Fox is now like a defensive consultant because he's using his expertise. And I think he's like, a, like an assistant uh, to an assistant coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, First of all, John Fox, John Fox stole money from the Chicago Bears. So I don't, he wasn't coaching. He was just no, no, collecting but checks. But that, but that was their fault. I mean, yeah, you know, 100%. It, that was their fault to say, hey, look, he'd already been to Carolina. He'd already been to Denver. Guys burnt out. And the Bears just said, hey, we'll, we'll take him. That was, that I also, was the fault of the Bears, man. I, I also genuinely think Frank Reich might have been it. I don't think you're going to get, you know, a coach, a, a guy be a head coach at four different organizations ever again either. Like there's too many so, young up and comers now where they're going to give a guy a fourth shot to be a head coach. Yeah. And, and to fly in the face of what you said about your generation and them not being 60, 70 year old coaches, I will say this. Sean McVay is definitely out 40, 45, 50. That I'll give you. Cause he, he's a quitter, not in a bad way, but just in the late man, I got it. Oh. But I just said, not in a bad way. Like, Hey man, listen, I got my own kids. I have my own wife. I got a lot of money. I want to go do something else. This this bores me now in that way. Not like a quitter as in he's not good, like in the negative way. I mean, in, in a good way for him. I think some of these dudes, as they get like Kevin O'Connell strikes me as a guy as he gets older, he'll his opinion on that will change. He'll 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 morph into something else. He doesn't strike me in the Sean McVay sense as a guy who's who will just burn himself out. Neither does Kyle Shanahan, by the way. Kyle Shanahan will be coaching when he's 60, 60 or 70. That's the type of person who he strikes me it's as. Also, it's know, also reliant on being successful. Yes, and the, oh, absolutely. The, the parody in the NFL is it, it, so up and down. It's so, you, you know, Belichick, like, that ain't never going to happen again. Ain't well, nobody going to win six Super Bowl titles anymore, dude. Like, but, that's just done. But the thing is, is you talk about these younger coaches, right? And the younger coaches getting done at a younger age. That's because these guys become head coaches in their 30s now. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Not, not guys who are finally elevating. They, they finally become a head coach. Because listen, when I was a kid, you know, when I think back to when I was a kid, Tom Landry is the coach of, of the Cowboys, right? And I think of Bill Parcells. Um, who, you know, probably when Bill Parcells was the coach of the Giants, he was probably much younger than I realized um, as a kid. But the coaches seemed like older dudes. Like the coaches were not 30-year-old guys. Like the coach who just signed with San Diego State's in his 30s. That's exactly way. where I was going to go next. I had this conversation with my wife, and I don't think I said it on the show. It is wild to me that a guy that is my age, and I don't think I'm old, I'm 37. It's wild to me 
that this guy's on his second head coaching job at the age of 37. Mm-hmm. And his age is not even a topic of conversation anymore. Right, right That's now. just normal is, now. The that's way I look at it is, is like this. Dude. Yeah. The head coach used to be your dad and your grandfather's age. Right. That's right. You got it. Now he's a friend's age. Right. Now right. he's now he's your age. Or your right. son's age. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, well, he's some guy, now he's some guy who graduated high school after you did. Yeah. So uh, like, John McVay really did break the whole mold of coaching. I think genuinely he did it, man. What was he, 34, 33? Well, I'll tell you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Because you know who did that first. He just wasn't good at it who the did? guy who the Raiders hired and uh who when, when Al Davis hired I oh, think Lane it was Kiffin. yes Lane Kiffin, yeah. <laughs> who was prepared for yeah. the job Lane Kiffin I think was was pretty darn young at the He's time a child yeah really? you know you know who really broke the mold in terms of and this is just my own opinion of guys who were ultra young for the job that they got at the time that they got it was Theo Kobe Epstein Bryant. no no Theo Epstein oh yeah 31 when, years old when Lane Theo Kiffin. Back then, thirty-one years old. Yeah, right. Damn. When when Theo Epstein became the general manager of the Red Sox, I want to say Theo Epstein was like very young. I'm talking like very early thirties. Called him Boy Wonder. And I can remember thinking to myself, "Man, oh man, like that guy." I mean, I think Theo was probably even just a hair younger than I was. Um, and I'm going, "Damn, dude, that guy's a general manager of a baseball organization that young." I feel like like things started to shift towards younger people. In my opinion, this was like 20 years ago when, when Epstein got that job. Go, go back to that slide, though, of the end of the era. We talked about Pete Carroll. We talked about Bill Belichick. Cool. Epstein uh, was 28. 28 years old. See that? See? Um, what year was that? Does it say 2003? 2002, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But but now here's Saban. So we, we've got 72-year-old Pete Carroll, 71-year-old Bill Belichick, 72-year-old Nick Saban. Saban resigned yesterday from Alabama. Three coaches who are all-time legends, all in their 70s, mm-hmm. all in one day. Just go through the, the numbers on Saban. Yes, uh, college record overall. So that's, uh, to, was it Tulane, Toledo, wherever he was, uh, Michigan State, LSU, Alabama, 292 and 71. Amazing. Seven national championships, one at LSU, six at Alabama, 11-time SEC champion, only two-time coach of the year, AP coach of the year. His Alabama record, 201-29. and 29. That's oh, 2007. That's Amazing. His SEC record, both Alabama and LSU. Think about this. The hardest conference traditionally in mm-hmm. all of college football, 117 and 18. Insane. And yeah, he did coach the Dolphins for two years. And I remember the Dolphins coming to play the Chargers one year and Saban was the head coach and we did like, you know, production meetings with Saban and he was, he was very pleasant. I mean, he was actually quite an enjoyable guy to be around. Um, even though like he had that public persona, kind of like Belichick where he's sort of a dick. Let me ask you guys this question. Do you think that these three guys leaving and, and I would, I don't really think Seattle's a player in this, but I would ask you this question. Somebody sent me a message yesterday and said, Watch how Alabama backs up the truck with the bank in it and goes after Harbaugh. And I said to this person who hit me up with this yesterday, I go, I don't see it, man. I don't see Jim Harbaugh making what I would call. You guys may disagree. I don't see Jim Harbaugh making a lateral move. There is no, there's nowhere higher to go in college football than Michigan, Michigan, Alabama, um, USC, these are the absolute upper echelon type schools. You don't go from USC and go, Hey, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go to Oregon. That's a better job. 
You know what you do do? You go from Oregon to your alma mater, Miami, because you think you can build something, which is where you're actually from. Yeah. Going from Michigan to Alabama, there is no amount of money in my estimation <laughs> that would make Jim Harbaugh leave Michigan to go to Alabama. Not Man, even close. No. But the reports yesterday no were that it was going to be the Oregon coach, Dan Lanning. That okay. it was like already he was already in Tuscaloosa. Mm -hmm. He was already wearing maroon or what a crimson, whatever the color is. Yeah. And then about 9 30 this morning, he tweeted a video. I ain't going nowhere. He was smoking a cigar yeah. at Oregon. So let me um ask you this though. Would would Harbaugh possibly fit or would he consider fitting in New England? And, yes, and, yeah. And, yeah. Is, slot yes. right in. Is New yes. England is New England? It's weird. But is, is the Patriot job so attractive? No. Is, you know how people talk about the Charger job being attractive because of the players that they've got? The, is the Patriot job attractive? Because to me, here's my opinion. I don't want to be the guy that follows Belichick. Here's what will happen. Mm, whoever, I like that, who, whoever I don't like that. <laughs> okay, here, here's my prediction. Whoever yeah. follows Belichick will be uh, a lesser name. Sure. Because you can't get much higher. He'll either he'll either succeed and have a nice career, or he'll fail quickly and be fired quickly, and and really you don't want to be the guy that follows Belichick. You want to be the guy that follows the guy who follows Belichick. Okay, let me ask oh, you a question. I would what's, say what's, that what's, what's, failed quick, what's failed quickly? Two seasons. No. Yeah, but no, I'd I, say I I, I I I just don't think that following Belichick is that hard after the last three seasons. Exactly. That's really what I, I just think. If it was post. It was Brady and Belichick bounced at the same time. Hell no, I ain't taking that job. The no same thanks. way, I ain't taking the Bama job either. Like, as good of a coach as I think I am, you ain't going to be that good. You're just not. Let me tell you like, something. <laughs> what are you going to go in there the, and lose 15 SEC games in, in 15 years? You know what I mean? Like The Alabama wild. job is a booby trap. Don't take that job because you coaching against a ghost. You are. You, just, you literally are because it'll take you 15 years to even get close to what he's done. So that's a fool's errand, number one. Pete Carroll, USC. Bobby Bowden, Florida State. Name You him. can go down a list of them. You can go down the uh Joe Paterno, Penn State. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go down a list of guys. The reason Urban why Meyer, I... Florida. Where's Florida? Bang. You can, you can keep Notre Dame. Like, you can keep going. What The thing about the Patriot job is this. I don't think they'll fire somebody quickly. One, because of what Alex said, they've been so bad lately. And two, Robert Kraft's not that guy. He He's a good owner to work for. And because it's been so bad, he would have the understanding that you have to build this thing up because it is void of talent. So you just think that. But the fact is, Belichick's been there 24 years. We actually don't yeah. really know that about Kraft. Do you guys look at what's available right now? You have a fourth of the league is coachless at the moment. It is every other year, though. It is every other year. But it's but it's eight head coach head coach. My point is, what's the best job right now? The Falcons. The uh, Falcons. I don't know because the Patriots and the Commanders. Can't you say the exact same thing? High draft pick, start over, willing owners, mm -hmm. great market. You can mm -hmm. say the same thing. This is true. Uh, That's true. Seattle. I love I love the Seattle job. They got yeah, money too. Yeah, and they've got a great fan base. The Falcons. The Falcons have one of the largest growing populations in Atlanta. They have a brand new stadium and they have an owner who will pay because, you know, he at the end and they have some of the best offensive young talent in the NFL, except for at quarterback. They got a solid defense 
They've got and they got weapons on weapons on weapons, like unique individual weapons that are quote unquote generational in the draft. B. John Robinson, uh, the kid at tight end. They got two wide receivers. Kyle like Pink they Drake London. Let's go. They are set and ready to roll. You're so looking any, at it, it from a roster perspective, though. Yes. But from an ownership perspective, too, Arthur Bank is a good dude. He pay. You got good facilities. You got a good stadium. Well, how about he ain't cheap. Let's, have, let's do an exercise. Maybe you guys can look at that list again. You, and how about instead of ranking jobs, you can rank owners. And wouldn't that like, wouldn't that kind of put you in a good Oh, ranking? that changes everything. Oh, that changes yeah, right? everything. That, that could change right? things. All right. Well, hold on. Let, yeah. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that coming up. And I want to hear from Pete Carroll. I want to hear from Bill Belichick. I definitely want to hear from these coaches as they were uh, they were exiting, especially Belichick today who had a, a press conference. We'll get to all that coming up. Before we do, hey, guys, listen, uh, we've been talking about prize picks a lot. Um, they've been a tremendous, trem just a tremendous partner, tremendous people at prize picks. Um, prize picks, I've been ice cold. But what I'm doing now is because I only have $57 left in my account plus the $10 promotional dollars that they put in my account. So I got 67 bucks this weekend. I'm making it all back, Jack. I'm telling you that right now. I put $100 into prize picks. They matched my first deposit 100%. So I had $200 in my account. I've won over $800 of plays, but I only have $57 left in my account. So I'm waiting for the weekend. And I'm going to tell you where I'm going to make it all back. I'm planning on going all in on the Browns and Flacco and every statistic and every play I can make on Flacco and the Browns this weekend in game one of the playoffs. So if you've not yet made your first deposit on prize picks, do it now. They'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred bucks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Or for those of you that are watching, make sure you click on our QR code prizepicks.com slash great friends. We'll analyze the ownership and we'll rank them coming right back. Hey, great friends. Um, I'm going to call a little halftime update here. Alex, if you could. Now, everybody's been seeing you throughout the show, but put yourself on the screen for one quick moment, please. Take me off in the full screen and put yourself on, too. Um, look at that right there. Look at that Kaplan and Crew hoodie. That is our first piece of merch of the new year, and um, that is a logo that Fat Tony made, and this all revolves around last week, when Browner said that we are to sports radio, what death row is to like record labels. And uh, that's because we don't play by the same rules. You feel me? So Alex, one more time, play model for us, if you don't mind, and let everybody know that all you have to do is this. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Go to our merch shop. And those hoodies that Alex is now rocking, yellow. Hey, look how sharp that looks. Look at him. Look, look thug life, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get yourself the new Kaplan and crew. I guess what we're calling the death row hoodies. <laughs> Kaplan row. Yeah. Kaplan row. So check them out. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Get into our merch shop and uh, come on out and support. Wear the brand. Rock it around. Uh, be a brand ambassador. We appreciate all you guys doing that. Um, one last mention, of course, for our friends at Prize Picks. They are like our newest and uh, and really like one of our best partners because they've signed a nice long-term deal with us, uh, helping us do what we do every day. Use that QR code, prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. If you have not yet started playing on prize picks, remember, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. You put in 100, they put in 100, you got $200 to play. You've been thinking about it all season long. 
you've been hearing us talk about it. You've seen us make all of our picks and you've been saying, I'm going to play. I'm going to, and you're like me, you procrastinated and you didn't do it. Now's the time with the playoffs coming this weekend. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. Get in the game with prize picks. And speaking of getting in the game, let's get to the second half of the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew on a Thursday afternoon in what is one of the most bizarre days of sports news that I can remember. I mean, I don't think there's ever been anything like this before. You have Pete Carroll, you have Nick Saban, and you have Bill Belichick, all three legendary football coaches, all 70 plus years old. And within a 24 hour period, all three of them are gone. Super Bowl champions, um, national champions, and really, truly legends of their sport and of their organization, of their program, of their, uh, you know, whatever, of their communities, all three in under 24 hours, all gone. And we were talking about what are the best jobs, like which ones of of these NFL jobs that are currently, and, and by the way, quick side note, does anybody here think that Saban's done coaching, like, Truly, truly does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. I would just say this. I don't think Nick Saban would take any other college football job. It would make absolutely zero sense. Um, you don't leave Alabama to go anywhere. But I would just say this, that with all these NFL jobs that are available, if mm-hmm. I were an owner of an NFL team, I would at least, if I'm going to kick the tires on Belichick and, and on Pete Carroll, I might kick the tires on Nick Saban too. And I know, I know he was not successful with the Miami Dolphins. I got it, but he is an all-time legendary coach. And so with all these jobs available, I might at least take a look at Saban or see if he's interested. Because if Saban was really kind of turned off by the, the current state of college football, you don't have to deal with that in the NFL. Yeah, if I'm going to take my shot at a 70-plus-year-old, it's going to be with a dude that I know can win in the NFL. Right. Yeah. That's all. It's not, it's, not, it's not a slight on Saban at all. It's just like if if I'm going to – you know, swing. I'm going to swing at the two guys that I know are good. uh, Well, I would say this. If I had to swing at any of these three guys, I'd swing at Pete Carroll first because to me, he's the most Mm -hmm. energetic. He's the most uh, likable. He's the most relatable, et cetera, et cetera. Number two, I couldn't deny Belichick's record, although I don't believe in Belichick minus Brady. Um, And then I probably would go to Saban, but I will just say one thing. Um, When Pete Carroll went to the Seahawks, they didn't know if he was going to be a winner in the NFL because he had not been a winner in the NFL. Yeah. But that was also when he was late 50s, right? So, yeah. Well, um, go back to this list of jobs that are available now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you were Belichick or Harbaugh and you're like the two hottest commodities in coaching right now and you were looking at the Panthers, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Commanders, Falcons, Titans, Seahawks, and Patriots. Think about that. Eight teams currently right now, 25% of the NFL, coachless, head coachless. Mm -hmm. If you had your choice of any of these teams and you didn't think to yourself roster, you thought to yourself ownership, commitment, money, um, workability, organizational culture, whatever your qualifications would be. And you decided you want to rank the owners of these organizations. And based on these rankings, this is who I want to potentially work for. Who's the top 
owner in this group of eight teams that are available with coaching? I'll go first because I I ranked mine in the commercial break. For me, it's simple. It's Robert Kraft, number one. Uh, Number two, Falcons and Arthur Blank. Number three, the Allen family, although they haven't really made this kind of decision yet, so I guess that's TBD, but I would still put them up there for myself. That's the Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, Number four, simply because of Magic Johnson, I put Josh Harris and the Commanders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number five, Mark Davis. Say what you will. If you go in there and you're you're like a winning coach, you're never going to get fired. So uh, I like Mark Davis there. (laughs) I don't know if this is ruffling feathers, but the Spanos family to me is number six because they'll yell, they'll just let you coach for as long as you can be mediocre. I think uh, David Tepper, after throwing a drink on people and going through what six coaches already in his tenure at Carolina, is number seven. And I just learned this lady's name, but the reason she fired Mike Vrabel was because she didn't like his speech when he got inducted to the Patriots Ring of Honor. So for that reason, <laughs> and then being so petty, and there's literally nothing in Tennessee that that would ever drive me there in the first place. <laughs> Nobody on that roster. There's that stadium's a dump, even though they're getting a new one. They don't have it yet. Uh, Amy Strunk, you're eighth on my list. The Titans is by far the worst job available. Not even close. I've not heard this story about. Uh, That's awesome. I haven't heard that either. That's about great. Her not liking Vrabel speech. I've not heard that. That's great. Yeah. So according to the Athletic, uh, he was inducted into the Patriots Ring of Honor, and he was very, 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 very complimentary about the way things were handled in New England. And I guess she got very butthurt. She perceived them as a slight to te- to her team. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the reasons that she was firing him. So uh, there you go. Uh, I, I didn't do what you did. I didn't go through it and rank them all, but I'll just say this to me. I did too. Um, I ranked them. I'm most, I'm most interested in if I'm, if I'm Belichick, for example, or if I'm Harbaugh, for example, and I'm going to rank the owners, I probably also would have to put Bob Kraft up at the top. And I, I don't even know why other than for 24 years, he had the same coach. For 24 years, Robert Kraft seemed to be hands-off. Um, he seems to be a very likable guy. I've, I've met Robert Kraft several times, and, um, and, and in very strange places, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for, 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 for an Obviously. older gentleman, he was always at these kind of Super Bowl parties that you just didn't expect to see an older dude. I like that he hangs out with younger, with younger women. Like, like, well, not just women, younger, like hip-hop stars. You know, he's just, he's just an interesting character. Bob Kraft. That's you my living. Hebrew brother. That's my Hebrew. So, um, so I like Bob Kraft. Hey man, also. I got Hey, hey, listen. Hey, let me let me stop you. I don't mean to, but I gotta say this. Let me write this down because I don't want to talk about it right now. But I gotta ask you about them tunnels in New York in the in the uncensored. What tunnels in New York? Some Jewish tunnels in New York. You ain't seen tunnel news? Nope, I have not seen any. I'll, news recently. I'll tell you about it. I'll, I'll break it down for you. But continue. I'm writing I'm, it down. I'm, that concerns me because you always come at it. I've specifically stayed away from talking about Israel and Hamas. And no, not no, no. This isn't that. This isn't that. It has nothing, to do, no, nothing to do with that. Okay. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. There's nothing to do with that. There's nothing to do with that. All right. Um, Patriots. Patriots would probably be my, my number one in terms of ownership. I do agree, and I and I know that Kraft, being an older guy, you know, kind of probably wants to hurry up and win again if he can, which I don't think he will. But as an old, you know, he's an eighty-something-year-old guy. I would agree with you guys. Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, you know, who you know has the Home Depot empire, and also in his early eighties, who wants to win as fast as possible, will probably do whatever it takes. I do. Um, I perceive the Seahawks as being a great organization, even though they have gone through, you know, their patriarch dying and family taking over. Um, after that, 
you know, you say David Tepper, bad guy. Yes, he's gone through a lot of coaches. Yeah, he made an ass of himself throwing water on a fan recently. But I will just say this. I'm not interested in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and I'm not really interested in their roster. But, man, he got a lot of money. They say he might maybe be the second or third richest guy owner in the second. NFL. Um, I, I would have to say, you know, Mark Davis definitely, based on on how swiftly he has cleaned house, goes well above the rest of these guys, you know, way above Dean Spanos, way above the, uh, the, the, the young woman whose dad owned the, the, uh, the, uh, Tennessee team. So, you know, for me, I wouldn't even like, I'd get first to the first four and the next four wouldn't even matter to me, but I would tell you this, um, you'd probably expect me to say the Spanos is or eighth. It doesn't really matter whether they're fifth, sixth, seventh or eighth. Bottom line is, is if you're down in that lower category of available teams, you just haven't won anything. You know, and you have let you have let general managers and coaches linger in mediocrity, and you have proven you'll spend money on players, but you also have proven that you will not spend money on coaches. And so I wouldn't even be thinking about the Chargers. I know everybody thinks the Charger job is such a great job. They got a quarterback and they got this stadium and they've got this new facility being built for them. Doesn't change the fact who owns the team. That's all. Brown, are you ranked them? I ranked them. I got them in categories. Let me hear what you got. The no-brainers, yeah, no-brainer. Atlanta, Las Vegas, Washington, Seattle. Those are no-brainers to me. If you call me about them jobs, I'm taking them. Good owners, good cities, and most importantly, there's meat on the bone there on those rosters. You can do something with what they have on those rosters. New England is the only one I'm on the fence about because I don't know what Robert Kraft is like. And the only thing I really know about Mr. Kraft is that he got caught up in some un, some unscrupulous uh, situations, if you know what I mean. Well, he got Which, caught. you know. You know, I mean, just, you know. Right. Don't, he got, don't, don't blame and, the guy for going in and, you know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Happy I'm ending, not. You know what I mean? But, but also, of all the owners, he's the only one I see hanging out with rappers. He's the only one I'll be seeing with skinny jeans on. So I, I don't know what's going on with him. So I need, to, I need to sit down with him. And I'm not taking that job over the phone. I need to sit down with you. We need to, you know, I need to see who you show up to dinner with. Like, I have a couple things I need to see about you before I take that job. Now, the thank you, but no thank you, Carolina, L.A., Tennessee. Hey, man, listen, I'm sure Tennessee is a nice place. I'll pass on more levels than I can imagine. And now, apparently, I can't even have a conversation about somebody else without my owner getting mad at me. All right, cool. You definitely are no for me. Carolina, David Tepper, nope. Because he'll fire you in 20 minutes if you don't like the way, you know, you call a timeout. I'm not good on him. Bad, not such a bad thing. You know, give me a five-year, $50 million contract and fire me halfway into my first season and pay me. See ya. Nah, I didn't get the job to get fired. I got the job because I want to work. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not taking the charge job for this reason and this reason only. I don't trust the owner. You're cheap. You're cheap. And in an age where this, this organization, this conglomerate, namely NFL – makes money hand over fist. We have people paying us hundreds of million dollars to host one NFL playoff game. You mean to tell me you can't even afford your own practice facility? So let me ask you. You don't have your question. own stadium. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That. But, but it's a team-friendly lease, my friend, so more money in their pockets. Uh, <laughs> let me ask that you. That ain't coming to me. They don't pay their and charities. They the sister's suing them. I'm, that's too dirty for me. That's too much mud. Too much mud. The the uh. Too much drama. <laughs> I'm not going to put Saban in this question because I don't think that's realistic for any NFL team personally. So I'll just say this. 
Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. Those are the prize possessions, would you say, of 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 coaches that yes, yes. upper echelon. Um I then you can throw whatever hot coordinators out there, Ben Johnson. Mike whoever, Vrabel. Whoever, I think Mike Vrabel's whatever, hot too. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Okay. Let's say those five. How about that? Ben Johnson, Mike Vrabel, and then Belichick, Carroll, Harbaugh. Do any of those five end up in LA? No, no, no. Because Ben Johnson wants too much money. Mike Vrabel probably doesn't want anything to do with the front office as well because he just left a crazy person. He definitely don't want to go to a cheap and, and odd person. And those other three people want too much money. I would they, say those other three people, you have to pay them. Yeah, I'd say Belichick, no chance with, with the Chargers because if the stories are true of how he treated Kraft and how he treated Brady, I would think that no the Chargers, the, the ownership's ego could not handle that. So that, I would say Belichick, no. I would say Carroll would understand that the Chargers would be trying to utilize his L.A. cachet, and I, I just don't know that Pete would really go for that. Um, Harbaugh played for the Chargers, knows the ownership. I'm doubting that he would want to work for these guys. Vrabel, I would put in the maybe category that Mike Vrabel is yet another one of the Bill Belichick disciples and the Chargers, you know, look at him as a defensive coach. And I, I, dude, I could imagine a world, I know this sounds crazy, where Mike Vrabel's the head coach of the Chargers and Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. And like Matt Patricia is the defensive coordinator of the Chargers. And Vrabel tries to rebuild the Patriots coaching staff with the Chargers. The Maybe. I mean, I just, I, you know how much money that would cost? Like, you think, why? Just why? for the coach and the, and the offensive coordinator alone. I mean, listen, I'll tell you right Josh now. Josh, he's not coming cheap. What do you what do you think the uh, what do you think the average offensive coordinator in the NFL makes? About two million. I'd say more. I, I'd say the average <laughs> is probably more like three million. So so look, I mean, Vrabel's not a ten million, twelve million, fifteen million dollar a year head coach. He's not going to be in that kind of demand. I don't think. Average salary in twenty twenty two was around a million for an offensive coordinator. Really, I'm surprised to hear that. I'm very surprised. Twenty twenty two. Oh, twenty twenty two. Well, anyway, listen. Um, it, it is just one of the most fascinating days I can ever wild, remember man. where it's, it's not wild. just coaches getting fired in the NFL. That happens every year. It's, it's legends. It's older dudes. It's Seattle saying to Pete Carroll, Pete, we love you. You've been great for us. You've, you've, you've built an energy around our organization that we've never had before. Um, even, even when Seattle went to the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, they played in Detroit and I'm trying to, I can't get his name in my head, the coach, um, back then, uh, for the Bill Seahawks. Cowher? No, no, oh. not, no. Uh, uh, what's his name? Holmgren? Mike Holmgren. What, Mike Holmgren did not do for the Seahawks organization what Pete Carroll did for the Seahawks. Th this has been the golden era of Seahawks football. Um, so to have a guy like Pete, a guy like Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach we've ever known, more than Bear Bryant, more than Bobby Bowden, more than Joe Paterno, name your guy, Pete, uh, uh, Nick Saban, the greatest. And then to have Pete, or, <laughs> to have Bill Belichick, who's 15 games shy of Don Shula, who is probably considered the best NFL head football coach of all time, even without the all-time wins record. Three guys, all 70-plus, all in 24 hours, just an absolutely wild day. So um, let me wild day, and it's going to be a wild January because yeah. it's going to be even more fascinating to see where or if they end up anywhere. Yeah.
Um, mm -hmm. Let me do this real quick. Let me just make a, a quick mention here of our friend Gary Cooper over at Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. For those of you that are watching, you can click the QR code. Listen, if you want to buy a house and you think to yourself, I don't have the cash for a down payment, believe it or not, there are so many programs out there now. You don't need 20%. You may need 3%. And so, you know, 3%, most people, I say most, a lot of people could probably scrape together the 3%, even if you're borrowing from your mom and dad or your friends or whatever. I mean, to get into home ownership, you'll probably save so much money by owning the home versus renting the home that you'll be able to pay everybody back who might be able to give you a quick hand. So talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. It is achievable if you're flexible and there are programs for you, Mountain Trust Realty. MountainTrustRealty.com. All right, can we hear from Pete Carroll what he said yesterday? Because this this kind of all shocked us yesterday when this went down, and uh, here we are, twenty four hours later, and uh, we're, we're even more shocked. What'd you say, Alex? You you tell me if Pete Carroll doesn't sound shocked either. You can call it a mutual agreement, <laughs> but you tell me. Well, uh, that's it for now, and uh, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. And, uh, um, you know, there's what's coming. I don't know. I got no idea. And I really don't care right now. But uh, I do. Um, I'm excited about it because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to study. Uh, there's a, uh, there's some great discoveries that are going to come our way. And as my, my all-time mentor, Bud Grant, said, not in so many words. Uh, there's there's rivers to wade, uh, there's waves to catch, and there's mountains to hike. And uh, it wasn't exactly how Bud said it, but uh, I get it. And uh, that's some cool stuff that we're going to do here. Um, and uh, I look forward to all that. So um, with that, go. What do you got? <laughs> Freaking love him. Hey, man. It's he okay to cry, y'all. He it's is okay my all-time favorite, man. Oh, he I cried. He cried. Did he? And he said, and, he and said it's, he okay. About, he was talking about his wife, and he was like, "This is the best reason to cry." And he's talking about how absolutely you know, no one gets no one gets it besides her. What happens behind closed doors? Yeah. She started crying. You I know? just I just love Pete Carroll. I love how excited he is. I've told you guys the story many times, but um, I was at a, a, a game one night, and uh, Pete and I were on the field, and we were talking. And I, Alex, I think I sent you the video yesterday where Pete and I were having that catch before a, a playoff game. It was 2015, and uh, the Seahawks, I want to say, were hosting the Carolina Panthers in a playoff game. And before the game, I'm out on the field, and Pete and I are standing there, and we're literally, I'm not joking, just having a catch on the field before the game yeah. when no other coach, not Mike Tomlin, not Bill Belichick, you nobody. You you, but this video is terrible so you it's can't. a little grainy i agree yeah. it's a little grainy but you got to remember <laughs> howie deneroff howie deneroff from westwood one was shooting this video from up in the booth and he's going are you kidding me yeah, is kaplan phone? down there having a catch right now with p carroll but one of the things that he and i are talking about i'll never forget it i'm going to send him a text today and tell him how much i appreciate him but uh, you know pete carroll i said to him it, it, we we're talking i said coach this could be anybody Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm claiming it's me. Okay. I, <laughs> it could be any, I, I, have still, I have, I have this still photograph video. That's just the moon landing. What's happening here? There I could be this, anybody on them down there. I got field. still photos to go with it also. But, but listen, <laughs> I said, I said to coach, I said, Pete, I said, can I ask you something? He said, shoot. I said, um, I noticed that everybody on your staff is like 25 years younger than you. Uh, coincidence? 
And his answer was, I've told this story before. His answer was, hey, if you want to keep up with me, you're going to need to be 25 years younger because it takes that kind of energy to work with me. And so I've always thought ever since that time, it's been almost 10 years, make sure I surround myself with guys who are younger than me, who can grind the way I grind. And, uh, and you can see who I keep company with. So, um, you can, you can uh, tell the influence he had on me. I'll tell you that. Wonder, right. No wonder we got hired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. If you guys were a couple of years older, I'd never work with you guys. Yeah, never you pass. You'd have passed uh, on us. Hey, uh, so look, um, we hear from Pete and I, I sense from Pete that he, I don't sense from Pete that he's like going to be happy in a role within the organization, but probably looking at, you know, trying to find himself another job. Definitely didn't um, sound like he was going to stay in Seattle in whatever role they said in that statement. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hey, what about uh, Belichick? What, what is, you know, just give me a highlight uh, from the Belichick press. Well, sure. It's many cameras since we signed Tebow. Um, uh, Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, I didn't know well, he had teeth. Yeah. Hey, there's that. I haven't seen this many cameras since the day we signed Tebow. Hilarious yeah. opening line. Stick around because as we get ready for the NFL weekend, let's handicap these games coming up. Stick around, everybody. This is. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew. And this segment is being brought to us by our friends at PrizePix, prizepix.com slash great friends. If you've not made your first deposit yet, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. And I'm mentioning this to you right now because Dr. David Chow is about to join us here from Sports Injury Central. And as we look ahead to the weekend of games, we're going to concisely go through this with Doc and find out who's the most injured, who's the healthiest, and then we're going to be able to make our picks, and that'll help us with our prize picks this weekend. Here is Dr. David Chow, longtime orthopedic surgeon of the San Diego Chargers, 17 years on the sideline, and now the founder of Sports Injury Central, SICK, S-I-C, SICKscore.com. Dr. Chow, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine. Technically still morning for me here, but we're all good. We're doing good. How about you guys? Doing great. Hey, Doc, I almost had to call you. My daughter was snowboarding in Boise this past week. And uh, when she, she got hurt and she went to see uh, like the doctors, like right off the mountain. And the first thing they told her was like Nick Chubb, like ACL, MCL, meniscus tear, all of it. Right. Oh. This mm. morning, this morning she called me and she said that the orthopedic surgeon read her, um, her MRI and said, uh, just a really, really, really bad bruise, right? So I said to her, I go, girlfriend, you better get me that disc. You better get me the MRI because I got to <laughs> give it to Dr. Chow. I need a second opinion. So uh, hopefully or, we got good news, Doc. Well, or, or if there was video of her on the, on the snowboard issue. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how he, that, it would be very easy if he had video of her going down. Yeah. No, right. let me tell you, though. I mean, my last patient that I just saw, uh, heard himself wrestling, and I was asking what he was a high school kid. I said, "What happened?" Dad says, "You want to see it?" And pulls out the video, and yeah, it, it definitely can be helpful. But she was snowboarding, huh? Yeah. Let me tell you something, Scott. I think the news is going to be good. I hope so. I mean, look, we're—I'm not even looking at video here. Very hard <laughs> to completely rack your knee on a snowboard. 
because both legs are tied in. How far can one knee or leg go when you're both tied in? Yeah. Believe it or not, most of the snowboarding injuries come, and this is from my time at the X Games, they either come two ways. One is you're getting on or off the lift, right? Because one leg <laughs> isn't tied in, right? But when both are tied in, the only way you tear your ACL and do damage is on a uh, jump where you land front foot weight forward and you don't even have anything on your back foot. But even then, it's not a Nick Chubb. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll bet you a donut or whatever, a cup of coffee that thank, I think you're going to have good news. But yeah, let's look at the other That's a wild difference in diagnosis, by the way, from yeah, man. You have yeah, a Nick Chubb knee to bruise. Right, I know, to bruise. I know, but, I'm, but I'm, I told her, I literally said to her this morning, I go, you need to get the disc because I need to show the disc to Dr. Chow and I need Which to have analyze it. Uh, Jillian. Yeah. So Ooh, hey, hey, Doc, uh, sports. Doc, before we uh before we get into the weekend of NFL football and um and, and these playoff games, I just want to give you like a minute here though to I would love to hear your opinion. The three of us have been talking about this all show. In one day, in 24 hours, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, three legendary coaches, all 70 plus years old, and all gone in 24 hours. I don't know if gone for good, but but what do you make of this crazy news? I don't know. There's probably a class action attorney out there screaming age discrimination or something, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> in, in, in football. Look, we kind of knew Belichick was coming. The Pete Carroll seems a little bit of a surprise. They're on good terms. I think Nick Saban walked away. Uh, I don't know. The, look, the thing that's amazing nowadays is all these coaches are doing it for the passion. Nobody's doing it for the money anymore because they already got paid. They're set up, right? And so who knows what's going to happen? I, I, I'll tell you something. Uh, it's very interesting. Look, Nick Saban, I don't know that he's going to coach you. And who knows? Belichick clearly wants to, right? And get the record and perhaps win a Super Bowl somewhere else to get rid of the Brady made me versus me made Brady kind of discussion. Pete Carroll seems like he's still energetic and wants mm -hmm. to coach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is just, I have no insider information, um, especially since everyone's vying after Jim Harbaugh. The Chargers want, you know, an experienced head coach, I believe. Maybe it's Pete Carroll back in LA, just a flyer. That would be that would be crazy. We're talking to Dr. David Chow. He's from Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com. Alex, why don't you take the lead here? Let's go through the games. Let's go through the names and the injuries, and let's find out who Doc Chow thinks are the healthiest teams. So that'll help us make our prize picks. It'll help us yeah. make our picks for the weekend. Let's go for it. Well, Scott's favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Doc, they're taking on uh, the Houston Texans in Houston. Probably the biggest uh, name to watch is Amari Cooper. Didn't practice the first two days, but I think he went Look, back to practice. Amari Cooper is a huge name to watch. Here's the good news. I believe he will play and be fine. It's a heel issue. You play the game of wide receiver on your toes, he'll be fine. The bad news is I don't know how he's going to get 265 yards like he did in week 16. Maybe right. Scott's guy is going to figure out a way to do it. But you can't go by week 16, though. Week 16, Cleveland Browns went down to Houston and beat him by two touchdowns, 36 to 22. Amari Cooper had 265 yards uh, receiving. Unbelievable. Flacco overcame three picks. But what's the difference there? C.J. Stroud did not play because it was the second week from his concussion. Nico Collins had a calf issue. Will Anderson was out, although he's still not 100%. The Texans are healthier now. 
And uh, the question now is, it's C.J. Stroud playing against the Cleveland uh, Browns. And it should be an interesting game. But you can't go by week 16 that they were two touchdown winners against the Texans. It's going to be a close uh, game. Can we, uh, can we go off week 18 when it comes to the Dolphins? Because nobody played for them on week 18. Like Literally, their entire team was hurt. Tyree Kills hurt. Jalen Waddle missed. Raheem Mostert missed. They, got, they suffered more injuries week 18. Does Dolphins even stand a chance with all their injuries against the Buffalo Bills? Well, you I make mean, a against good the point Chiefs, against the Chiefs, excuse me. And, and you know, as you know, Sports Injury Central, uh, Doug and Craig and the crew have another Kaplan special. Put in code word Kaplan and get the sick picks and data. And there's even a, a, a guaranteed pick in there. Let me tell you, all the attention is on the Dolphins in terms of Tyree Kill in a boot when he's tending to the fire. Jalen Waddle out with the ankle injury. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert's going to try and play. Waddle's going to come back. Tyreek Hill is already playing, maybe not 100%. On offense, it's more the Dolphins' offensive line, center and left guard. But the biggest issue is the Dolphins have lost five linebackers this season, four linebackers in the last two weeks, including three edge rushers. Former San Diego Charger Melvin Ingram is now basically the main edge rush threat. Mm -hmm. And Melvin is, you know, we love (laughs) Melvin. I love Melvin. Melvin was there when I was there. That's, But that's not good for the Dolphins. Melvin was there at San Diego Chargers when I was there, which means Melvin is getting along in years here. And they even signed Justin Houston and a couple of edge rushers. So it's the linebacker core that's the issue there. And if you look at that game – the Chiefs are completely healthy except free safety Brian Cook, who broke his ankle. Donovan Smith, left tackle, should be back. The Chiefs are completely healthy and rested. Travis Kelsey rested. Patrick Mahomes rested, et cetera. And the Dolph- sorry, the, the Chiefs' weakness this year, everyone focuses on their wide receivers and the drops and whatever. But it might be their left tackle and right tackle play. And what is Miami missing? Edge rushers mm-hmm. um, and at least younger, healthy ones. And so, you know, in terms of matchup, that's where the attention should be, not, you know, on the Miami receivers. And it's going to be like negative 50 degrees or something like that. <laughs> yeah, doing? right. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, here, here's the thing I get it. Like, it's not that simple. Look, I get Tua. He's from Hawaii, plays in Miami. Okay. How does he handle the cold? And I don't know his history of cold weather games, but it's much too simplistic to say the Dolphins won't do well in the cold. Or the, look, the Chiefs may be used to the cold, but what about the, the young guys that this is their first time? Mm. And the Dolphins may have guys that grew up in the Northeast or Big Ten country and played in weather. So it's not so simple as just a warm weather team against a cold weather yeah. team. It's really a specific to the player. Doc, uh, Steelers, Bills, and we saw what happened to T.J. Watt in the last regular season game. So he's out now. Um, how do you see the Steelers' bills and the health of those two teams? Well, the good news for the Steelers, it looks like Minka Fitzpatrick is coming back. And he's a you know probably the second most player, important player for the Steelers on defense next to T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt in-game at Sports Injury Central, um, game day. We're like, yeah, that's an MCL. And even if the Steelers make the playoffs, it's not going to be with T.J. Watt. And he was ruled out early this week. Steelers got to go pretty deep. To, for an edge rusher to get to to get through an MCL, and uh, even if they can get through this week against Buffalo, I don't know that TJ Watt is back next week. Buffalo, you know, had defensive issues earlier this season. They're getting healthier, 
whereas Miami got less healthy, and that's kind of the reason where the Bills caught the Dolphins in the end and beat them that last week. So Buffalo is a healthier side against uh, the Steelers. And, you know, one of the other things we say at Sports Injury Central, we don't call it lying. It's coach speak or hiding behind health. Kenny Pickett is fine to go, which mm -hmm. is why he's listed as the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett is fine from his ankle, but Mason Rudolph has led him to three straight wins. So it's a hiding behind health virtual benching as opposed to Kenny Pickett is benched. Kenny Pickett is ready to go. If Mason Rudolph stumbles, he's ready to go. But right now, Rudolph is the starter. All right. We're talking to Dr. David Chow from SixScore.com. Doc, a couple other real quick ones. Um, if you can, give us the update on the Packers versus the Cowboys. Who's healthier there? Uh, you know, the Cowboys are the healthier side there. They're going to get some offensive linemen back. And, boy, those rumors are getting juicy. If the Cowboys don't win, do we see uh, Bill Belichick down in, mm. in mm. Dallas? That's going to be interesting there. And then the other game that's interesting, obviously, is Detroit. Detroit hosting the Rams, right? I mean, the Goff-Stafford stuff is what you're talking about. But the attention in terms of injuries has to be on the pass catchers for the Lions. Dan Campbell says Sam Laporta has an outside shot at playing this week. Based on the video, knees don't bend that way. That's a lateral collateral, posterior lateral corner strain. No surgery, but a multi-week injury. Sam Laporta has an outside shot to play like I have a chance to win the lottery, but I haven't even bought a ticket yet, so maybe I need to, and then we'll have the same chance. Uh, but thankfully, no surgery there for him. But that's not it. Khalif Raymond appears to, our view, have a posterior cruciate ligament sprain. All they've said is knee, and that's likely multi-weeks. And also, Jameson Williams is still coming off his high ankle. So Jared Goff has Amon Ross St. Brown, but the Lions – don't really have any tight ends. They already lost tight end number two and four for the season. Number one is Laporta. Number three is the last man standing. So their pass catchers are down in that game. And the Rams are among the healthier teams now. Early season, they had some issues, especially at running back. But I think Kyron Williams has solved all those issues. No one even remembers who the Rams starting running backs are anymore, except Kyron Williams. So the, although they technically had injuries there, I would – what we do with the field views is we say they're healthy there now because Kyron Williams would be the starter no matter who's in the room now. Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com. Alex, could you just explain to everybody um, how they could use the promo code and they can get these free sick picks? Yeah, go to sixscore.com and sign up for the sick premium. And right now uh, we use promo code Kaplan. You'll get one free week of sick picks and Doc, they're absolutely on fire. I saw 14 and three on NBA props this week, Browner. 14 and three uh -oh. on NBA props this week. And also they have a five-star guaranteed pick for the both games on Saturday uh, for the both NFL games on Saturday. So it's a great time to sign up for sick picks. So you want everything that, that doc said, I'm loading up on Kansas city over Miami. I mean, you know, the health of the, uh, the, the dolphins, the lack of health of the dolphins, pass rushers and outside linebackers. I'm putting it all on Kansas city this weekend. Hey doc, have a great weekend. Good luck. And thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right, and good luck to your daughter. Let me know. I will. You got it. There you go. Doc, <laughs> Video coming. Yeah, no, it is, because I said to her this morning, I was like, listen, Jillian, I said, you got to get me, because, you know, they actually have a disc, like a CD, you know, like okay. a DVD. That's the way doctors give you the MRI. Um, and I said to her, I go, you got to get me that disc, because I got to get a second and a third opinion, because the first guy told her ACL, MCL, 
uh, meniscus, torn to shreds, major knee surgery, looking at a year of rehab, the whole thing. This morning she called me. She was, Dad, you're not going to believe this, but the orthopedic surgeon called me. He looked at the, M the MRI and he said, good news. Um, nothing's torn. There is no structural damage. It's all just a monster bad bruise, and that's why you're hurting, and you're probably looking at like seven weeks until you get back to normal. And so I'm like, okay, that sounds good, but I got my own orthopedic surgeons that I need to have take a look yeah. at this stuff. So there you go. Um, Eight weeks is a long time. Yeah, I know it is. it is. I know it is. Um, I'll tell you one thing that Doc Chow just said because it's got me thinking about how I want to play games this weekend is the Kansas City thing. The way he described the health or the lack of health for um, for the Dolphins pass rushers, that to me is going to be one of my biggest plays of the weekend. I'll tell you the other thing that 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 it makes me kind of think about this. I'm rooting for the Rams to win. I don't really like one way or the other. I'm good. Like to me, the Lions are a great story, but the Rams are are more the local story. I would tell you that um, if the Lions have the problems that they have at the tight end position that he's talking about, and they've only got like one of four tight ends and it's number three, that's a huge deal for me. And the other thing that he said is the Rams are the second healthiest team pulling into the playoffs. The Rams being that healthy gives McVay the full complement of everything he's got in the playbook. I think I'm probably going to load up on the Rams too. I really do. Load up, baby. Yeah. Load it up. All right. Oh, Can real we, quick uh, clarification yeah. yesterday, not to mm -hmm. not calling Browner out at all, but these demons and goblins picks, mm -hmm. you can only choose more. You just get a smaller payout if it's a goblin. If it's like a lower number, like Stefan Diggs at 39 and a half, you can only choose more, but it's a lower payout. Right. Uh, right. So, so instead of getting like, you know, three times your money, it's only like one right. and a half times your money. Correct. That's right. Correct. That's right. Just for a right, quick clarification. Do, my bad. My bad. Let, my bad. All good. Let me do this. Let me get a highlight of the day in, and I'll tell you what I want to talk about during the highlight of the day. The ongoing daily. I got a highlight of the day, too. Okay. You can do one, too. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to today's highlight of the day. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right, go for it, boys. Well, highlight of the day is being presented by our friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. You save 20% when you use our promo code BETTERBUD. Uh, for those of you that are watching right now, you can just click on that QR code. BETTERBUD is going to save you 25% or twenty when you spend $75 or more, whether that's in the shop or for home delivery. Um, Thirsty, all Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. 30% off Paps Labs. 30% off not your father's root beer. Yeah, you hear that, Brown? I know you like the liquids. It's important. It's a very important distinction that you can only get the liquids at Toy Holistics. That's right. They don't do them down at California Holistics. Yes, um, I know that. Okay, so let me let me just give you my quick highlight of the day. You know, when Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee and said what he said about Jimmy Kimmel, and then Jimmy Kimmel fires back and says, "Let's go do this in court, smart guy." Um, and then Pat McAfee says that you know the executives at ESPN are trying to sabotage his show and all this kind of stuff. The guy who wins is not Jimmy Kimmel. It's not Aaron Rodgers. The winner in all of it is McAfee because the more noise he makes on his own, I believe the better it is for his show. And I don't necessarily mean just purely better at ESPN. It's better for his show wherever he winds up. Staying at ESPN or eventually, I don't know, moving on somewhere else. Because McAfee got enough money now that he can do his own thing. But 
Yesterday, it was announced that McAfee was no longer going to have Aaron Rodgers on his show the rest of the football season. And then there's been this discussion. Was Rodgers done at the end of the regular season? Was Rodgers going to be a guest on the show through the Super Bowl? Was Rodgers going to be a guest on the show every week, regardless of whether they're in season or out of season? I know there's a lot of discussion about that. But all that aside, uh, McAfee yesterday, I guess, went on the air and said that, tell me, what, what are we about to watch? You're shaking your head no. Oh, I'm just shaking my head at the whole story because it's. So oh, okay. Scary. I thought you were like telling me no. You're no, wrong. I just you're... like no. Yesterday was he made this whole speech about how yeah. I am so glad we're done with that. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about my mentions on Wednesday being about nothing but non-sports and right, and then right. who pops up on his show this morning at 10:30? Right, Aaron Rodgers. Right. I just so don't so... care about. I just I I cared yesterday because it was funny, but now that he popped his head up again today, I'm just like, well, okay. It's weird. Now it's just like, the publicity. It's a PR yeah, like, stunt now. Right. Like yesterday it was, I'm done. Aaron Rodgers is done. We're taking him off the air. It's too much mess. Uh, McAfee was saying things like, I don't want to deal with this nonsense anymore. And yesterday, Rodgers is no longer on the show the rest of the year. And now today, Rodgers shows up again. What did I don't even know what they talked about earlier today. They talked sports. They talked football. Hmm. They're I, like, now. They're I was very into poke, your, I was very into the story yesterday. Now I'm like, oh, now I'm just being used in their PR stunt, and I'm yeah. and I'm over it. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, man, McAfee has used this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, and it is just it is gold for him. Mm -hmm. It really is. I don't like it. I don't like it, and I'm gonna specifically address it in the extra in the uncensored because I need curse words for this because now okay. I'm like Alex. I was it was it was funny at first. Look at all these. But now I now I got a different energy towards it and I don't like it. I don't Man, like it. But topics for uncensored. No, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the other one cuz he doesn't know and then it's it, I don't want to make it weird. All right, well, hold uh, on. You got you got about a minute here. You said you had a highlight of the day. Quinn Ewers. I don't know how to Quinn pronounce Ewers. your last name if I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Quarterback, Texas, the guy who lost to Washington. Says he's coming back. The only problem is the next generational quarterback Arch Manning is the backup. Mm -hmm. And if you thought they were talking about putting him in in that game, Mr. Ears, you might want to find a transport portal. Very comfortable for you. Because Arch, about to, you about to get Manning. You about to get Manning, good sir, whether you know it or not. Yeah. You ain't going back to Texas, that quarterback. You may think you come back to play college football, but you're going to be playing somewhere else. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, it's Arch's job. I would find it hard to believe that Arch Manning, and by the way, I don't see Arch Manning as being one of these guys that's going to hit the transfer portal and be moving around every year. I would think that Arch Manning was, you know, told, "Hey, we'll we'll have you in by by your second year. Let's get you in, learn the system, get you bigger and stronger, and then you get you playing." Um, yeah, I I don't see Arch Manning sitting around for two years. Uh uh. Although he's nope. probably got that luxury. All right, stick around. Radio listeners, plenty more to get to on all these coaches' situations. And for podcasters, let's go get uncensored. All right, pulling into the uncensored portion of today's podcast. I was uh, driving home this morning. Um, I say home. I drove from L.A. last night down to San Diego and I stayed over at my girlfriend's morning? Place last night. Yeah. So this morning I drove oh, from her place oh, in gotcha, Carmel Valley gotcha. over to, uh, to my house. And, uh, my dad and I were talking on the phone this morning and he goes, what's going on LA cap. You up in LA today, LA cap. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I'm back in San Diego today. I'm SD cap today. So, mm. you know, I went from LA cap the last couple of days, right back into SD cap. So here I am back home, back at the crib, back in San Diego and, uh, and happy to be here today. I'll tell you that right now. 
So, uh, Browner, I know you usually have some things on your mind. We're into the uncensored portion of today's show. What's 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 cooking, baby? Talk to me. I got two things. The one I'm gonna make it quick uh, about the homeless situation. If you don't pay taxes, you kind of gotta just get out the way, and, and whatever happens, happens. And so I'm gonna leave that at that. Two, this Pat McAfee shit. Okay, let me just be very clear on what I mean by this Pat McAfee shit. The fact that they let this folk, this person, go on here and spout all this random wild shit that's coming from the side, and they don't ESPN don't kick him off the show. Who makes me feel the show. Aaron Rodgers, if the people up at ESPN can't go to Pat McAfee and say, take him off the show or you'll void your contract, I'm pretty sure they can't do that because Pat McAfee's smarter than that. But the fact that they can't get him off the show and they own the network, they own the airwaves in which these conversations are happening on makes me feel some kind of way that they, when they ran off Jamel Hill and Michael Smith on the 6 o'clock ESPN Sports Center, because what they were doing was talking to, they were in favor of Colin Kaepernick. And however you stood on it at the time, everybody had an opinion about it. But that's what got them ran off, mm. period. And that was a good show. It was it had representation on it, and they, they, they were allowed to voice their own views. But the reason that that show was removed was because of the situation that was happening in America at the time of Colin Kaepernick. So now you mean to tell me, in the Colin Kaepernick situation, that was a black person speaking up for black rights. Now you have Aaron Rodgers spreading misinformation on ESPN when millions of people have died due to what he's spreading misinformation about. And there's no, you know, just, oh, just come on tomorrow. Well, is that what, is that what Aaron Rodgers has been talking about on McAfee? He's been talking about immunization and COVID. Is that the case? Because I, all, that, honest, he, all no, that shit. No, no, but here, let me tell you the difference. And I know this is not going to sit well with you, but I want to tell you the difference. I know the difference. What is the difference? He white. No. <laughs> That's the difference. That's the difference. That's the difference. Because to me, I'm I'm, I'm be very simple, no, very straightforward with this. Okay, to me, uh, let me tell you to me, and then you, and then you correct okay. me, please. Right. Okay. <laughs> the, re the reason why I think they could get away with this shit yeah. is because the loudest people come from that camp. The same people that were telling Colin Kaepernick to shut up and dribble or shut up and, and run the ball are the same fucking people who believe this shit that Aaron Rodgers is on there saying. So therefore, that crowd, regardless of how it, it's loud, they may not be as many as people think, but they're very loud and they go after people. And so therefore, when those are the people who believe in that shit that you're out here saying, you don't get in as much trouble as you do when you against what they believe in. And so, therefore, they ran these two black people out of this position because they didn't like what they believed in. But because they believe in what Aaron Rodgers is saying, they're, it's okay, and it's, the penalty is not as, as, as severe. I'm going to give you a different perspective. Here, here, Please here's, do. A, here's a slightly different perspective. Please. In a business world, Okay, forget about, you know, political opinions, okay? Just business, pure business, right? So Jamel Hill and Michael Michael Smith. Michael Smith, they were ESPN employees. Yes. Okay. Pat McAfee is not. See, see where Pat McAfee actually um was brilliant in this and I I don't know if it was really Pat, I don't know if he's got rep representatives that came up with this either way. It's it's put it this way. When I get paid every week, my paycheck comes from Disney. Okay. Um, Pat McAfee is not an employee of Disney. They licensed 
his show. Pat McAfee owns everything, and ESPN licenses it from him. He is not their employee. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the same employee contract that I have. I show you my contract, and it'll tell you what it, it'll show you what it says. You can do this, you can do that. We control this, we control that. It's a, I'm their employee. Uh, Pat McAfee is not. He specifically set up the deal that he did um, so that he is in total control of everything. And so all ESPN did was say, hey, we need somebody who moves the needle at this time of the day. And Stephen A. Smith is their employee. Mike Greenberg is their employee. The shows that those guys do are produced by ESPN. They are discussed with ESPN producers. This is what we're doing in block A. This is what we're doing in block B. You're going to talk about this. And then we're going to have video that's going to support that. With Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee's like, hands off. You you don't tell me what to talk about. You don't have producers telling me this is what's in block A. This is what's in block B. Now, in, in the world of, let's say, college game day, that may be a completely different relationship between McAfee and ESPN. But in the world of his show, Bro, he's in total control, total control of the content. And so I would guess that the internal pressure from ESPN probably pushed Pat into saying, okay, okay, I give. Because here's what I would think would happen. I would think that Jimmy Kimmel, who's a whole lot more powerful in the world of Disney, I would think Jimmy Kimmel gets on the phone with Bob Iger. This is not an ESPN nonsense. This is Jimmy Kimmel to Bob Iger. And Jimmy Kimmel going, dude, look, you guys hire McAfee at ESPN. You guys do whatever you want to do. It's got nothing to do with me. But when McAfee lets Aaron Rodgers on his air and Aaron Rodgers says what he says about me on his air that's owned by our company, bro, we can't have that. And I would think that Kimmel and Iger and whoever sits on the board of Disney, et cetera, et cetera, all those people were like, yeah, um, Kimmel's a lot more important to us than McAfee is, you know? And so I would I would tell you that even today, as McAfee brings Rodgers back on, and I'm with you guys, I mean, it, it's defiant in one way, and it's a PR stunt in another way, you know? Um, the difference ultimately, Brown, between what happened to the folks you're talking about versus what is happening with McAfee, I know your opinion is, is that these people agree with, with Rodgers. I don't agree with that. I think the well, I know the difference is McAfee owns it. They license it for McAfee. They don't employ him. They can't just fire him. They could get rid of him, pay him out. Just don't know if they're going to do that. It's a good explanation, man. It's a good explanation. Somebody explained it to me. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know. Alex, I'm so jealous of that uh, hoodie, and I know that uh, Fat Tony is uh is the guy who's responsible for that logo and i just want to yeah. remind everybody if you think that thing is dope af go for it bro by the way a lot uh, you can do it on our website kaplancrew.com a lot of people are asking me what's up with the boat trip dude and i'll tell you guys honestly um i got i think i got to give captain troy a little bit more time um his mom's celebration of life was like last thursday And while I told you the story about how Alex cleaned up this audio of his mom with this song from like the 1930s, and he was super grateful to us, um, I texted him the other day to ask him how the boat was, and I hadn't heard back from him, and I kind of felt like a dick. Like, maybe he's kind of still in mourning, you know? Maybe, man. Maybe. Give him some time. Yeah. Hey, Alex, um, you know, I've been on this little uh, Chick-fil-A kick recently. 
And um, this morning I wanted to get one of those burritos that you've talked about. I yeah. went to my closest Chick-fil-A. I get into the line, right? I pull up to the thing. I can't find the burrito on the on the menu. I finally see it. I go, yeah, I'm going to have one of these uh, breakfast burritos. I didn't want the tater tots in it, you know? I go, yeah, let me get one of these breakfast burritos. Dude goes, we don't have them. What 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 is that? What is I don't know. What is that? Uh, what is that? You, My concern more. Okay, so places run out of things. That happens. I've been to a KFC where they had no chicken. Yeah, I said that. It happened. Come but on, but for you to go to a fast food restaurant to order a breakfast burrito, but you're like, oh yeah, skip the hash browns. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, right. Like if you're gonna get it, I you mean, might as well get the whole on, thing. Come right? on, man. Yeah. So people that go to In-N-Out and get like lettuce wrap. Like, come on, what are we doing? Just eat your In-N-Out. Which, by the way, I had In-N-Out for dinner last night. Fire. Bomb. Delicious. Overrate it. Overrate it. Overrate it. I had the worst burger of my entire life. I told you guys this story, I think, the other day, didn't I? When I was driving south from Mammoth. I told you the story, right? Yeah. Where I forgot my... my. You left your purse? Yeah, left my purse. Mm-hmm. Did that make the burger taste worse because you left your purse there? No, the, the, the we I ordered a bacon cheeseburger. It wasn't bacon. It was like dog or cat or I don't know what the hell it was, but it was not bacon. <laughs> Chewy and gross, like you're gum. Too far, you too far away from civilization. You shouldn't have done that anyway. I know I shouldn't have. The guy when I walked in, the guy who was like the chef slash like restaurant yeah. guy, he had like one of those beards where like it's like like you you're it's like a goatee but it's long and it's like braided and it has Did like they have a net was it in the net i don't know man it just i was like i'm out of here so so when you're do when you're driving through the middle of nowhere california or you're driving through you know the middle of nowhere of the country mm-hmm. this is when you go to burger king mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's man. when you go yes. to a trusted national yes. brand a yeah. chain brother yeah go to a chain when you in yes. a situation like that that is yeah. not a time to go to mom and pop because that's you know, how you had, end up in texas chainsaw massacre i dude i thought about it also because true. this this was a this was a weird place they had i said where's the bathroom they go out there it was like in a little mobile home and it was like a toilet and a shower and it was like for hotel guests only i'm like what hotel and there were like these mobile <laughs> homes and these teepees and I'm like, what the fuck? Man? You, you still, you and still you, ate there, you huh? Sat down and you sat down, and you were going to use your credit, and you used your credit card there. I know. Yeah, there's so there's going to be a Scott Kaplan out in the middle of Central California somewhere, rolling buying RVs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we got to go. Bacon cheeseburger in the middle of nowhere, man. Yeah, we're, we're back so, tomorrow. So. We'll have all of our NFL picks. We'll get, you know, who knows what's going to happen between now and tomorrow with all this news. Um, until then, much love and peace out.